this American hood. Thirsty thirds, they got the best of you. So settle down with the gentle dude. The other football. Hello? Is this is this thing on? Is anyone there? Hello? Corey? I'm here. Oh, hey Corey. Are you Who's this? this? This is Phil. Phil. Hey. Long time no talk. I know. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. Good. How are you? I'm great. The kids are great. Family's good. Oh, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Hey, do you want to uh do you want to do this again? What? The... Talk about soccer? Yeah. Football? Give the people what they want. The other football? We're back. Oh my God, we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, we missed you so much. We were on a very, very long international break. Um, oh, yeah, yep. Closer Never to Never came back. We forgot to come back. Closer that's, to that's on us. That's on us. <laughs> it's, it's what you get when you buy a one way ticket. You know, you just want to, like, fuck life. I just want to let my hair down, be me. I just want to, like, take a one way ticket yeah. to somewhere. Just, just want to see what happens, you know? You know? Be, like, be with the girls and stuff. Just yeah. want to be me. So we did that. Um, we did forget to come back, but now we're back. Um, so, really, what we did was we, you know, we left our domestic jobs. You know what they say, Phil? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. It sure does. Is that, a, is that a real thing? It's something like that. Just trust me. Yes. And uh, distance is exactly what we did because we traveled the entire world gathering tons of video content, interviews of all the best soccer matches, players, coaches, all the big major events around the world. Real the high past, quality stuff. All in the past six months, we've captured a ton of content. Uh, that may or may not be true. Okay, Corey. So why don't you walk us through? So we're <laughs> back, guys. We're going to quickly run through everything that we've missed since October. <laughs> yep. So just to backtrack for everybody, um, mid-October, I went on a trip, a vacation. Um, we were going to do some some uh, international episodes. That just did not work out. And then we got back, and it was the end of the year, and stuff just got wild. So that brings us to today, Friday, March 10th. What have you missed? What have we missed? Real quick, Phil, did you know? Chicago Cubs, World Series champs for the first time in like 400 years. As a fellow Red Sox fan, I tip my cap. I know the pain. I know the suffering. Um, Cubs 3-1 to one odds 2017. So, you know, when, it, when the tables turn, as Michael Scott says, oh, how the tables have turned, hmm. Chicago Cubs likely to win 2017. And fun fact, Red Sox 10-1 to one odds second place with the Dodgers. So, Put your money on We're going right to have a little now. bit of a Boston-Chicago. Investing. Uh, yes, that's right. Make some investments. We also had a new president. We do. Barry O is O no longer. Yes, and Trump is unfortunately in. Uh, but what, <laughs> Probably not much longer, if well, we're being honest. Well, one thing to point out about why this will impact the game of football is uh, just, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino uh, acted much like an infant, uh, coming out oh. and making a claim that there's a, that the 90-day travel ban that Trump's you know gone on and off about, kind of like Liverpool yep. playing defense, uh, may impact the U.S. Soccer World Cup bid in 2026, uh, which is a crazy thing to think about. And it's before we get there, it's huge. People need to remember the World Cup final had like 10 times more people watching it worldwide than the Super Bowl did. So Super Bowl yeah. had 111 million people in the last this 2016 when the Pats won, and then the World Cup final had over 1 billion people tuned in to That's watch insane. the game. So this is a really, really big deal, and a lot of revenue gets left off, left off the table. 
um, because of this yeah. temporary ban, which doesn't make well, sense. Well, there's no, there's just, you know, he hopped all over this because he does not want the World Cup to be in the United States. But and he's just using this as an excuse because if you tell me ethics has anything to do with it, why in God's name is Qatar hosting a World Cup or Russia hosting a World Cup for that matter? Well, here's, here's why Trump should, or here's why FIFA should hire me as a political correspondent. Transitive property. If Russia Love can that. host a World Cup and Russia is helping Syria and Iranian troops in Syria uh, to fight ISIS, which is what they're doing. Sure, sure. Trump has ties with Russia. Therefore, we should be able to host a World Cup. Boom. It's basically a lock. 2026, United States, World Cup. It's a lock. Uh, speaking of World Cups and Super Bowls, the Pats down 28-3 to with like 18 minutes left in the game. Came back and won Super Bowl. Tom Brady confirmed GOAT, greatest of all time. Can't argue that anymore. I learned nothing new from this Super Bowl. Everything that this Super Bowl has told us has already been the case beforehand. So congrats, New England Patriots, my hometown. You guys rock. Corey, bigger question for you. We'll talk about a little bit more later. Bigger comeback, Pat Super Bowl or Barcelona Champions League? Ooh, ooh, let's save that. Table okay. it. Tease. We'll circle back. Commercial we'll circle break. circle back. Today's episode is no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of backs and backs not working, Tiger Woods was back for about one round and then he stopped. Yeah, his so now so let me get this straight. He just spends his entire days just laying down. Is that right? Probably. Yeah. The dude makes a comeback. He walks a couple of uh, of holes on the golf course and then he drops out. Yeah, uh, if he's laying down all the time, he must be playing defense for Arsenal. Oh, nice. People can't decide on the best movie of the year. So we had, is it the Oscars? I always get the Grammys, the Oscars, the Golden Globes. Yeah, the all Oscars. of these things confused. It's the three and a half Oscars, hours I AKA tend not to watch. Oscars, a.k.a. Academy Awards. Okay, so the Oscars screwed up the winning thing. PWC just, <laughs> I, to be I, honestly, I still don't even know what happened. It's like he read it but didn't read it correctly. And then another guy who could, had a, who could see the card from like seven rows back read it. Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. No, it was just... Uh, he had a duplicate envelope with like the same. So he took the wrong. The guy envelope. was given a duplicate envelope of the previous award. Um, so he took the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, well, he was given it. He was given it. But how did the I, other guy know? Because I think the academy knew what the winner was, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, this is not right." So Gary from Chicago is the one who saved the day. So Gary from Chicago is the real hero, not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Something like that. Well, I was going to say, speaking of heroes, we might have multiple heroes in planets that aren't Earth. No. It's crazy, dude. 40 40 light years away, seven Earth-sized planets were discovered about a month ago. Um, uh, people, People are getting boners over this. Do you know how long it takes to go one light year? I think if we did it out, it takes like... 30 to go years. one light year, it, it takes like it 30. takes one year if you go the speed of light. Yeah, so it takes it'll take 40 years for us to send a signal to these. So we might not even be alive to hear it come back. Yeah, no, no, we're definitely not making that. We need to set it up for our kids. But a man can dream. Yes. Um, last wait, thing to note. Wait, a quick think, question. Quick question. Sure. Did, sure. did Fellaini's descendants come from one of these planets? Because I was looking at what really was interested is how many people look like aliens that I could relate to soccer. But <laughs> Fellaini was the first one that came to mind. But if I looked, I would switch gears to the NBA. Have you ever seen Latrell Sprewell or yeah. Sheldon Williams? Yeah. Those two guys legitimately look like aliens. There's a lot of professional athletes just because of how big they are and just like, I, you know, normal people look weird. 
also professional athletes can look weird. But that's different because a lot of soccer players look like animals. Like Gareth Bale looks like a monkey. Luis Suarez looks like a horse. But NBA players legitimately look like aliens. Like Joakim Noah and Sheldon Williams, even more so. And I don't remember yep. if you – do you remember the guy Popeye Jones who used to play for the Celtics? No. The dude's no. ears like literally go like 90 degrees side. <laughs> they all look like aliens. So NBA players are very, very closely um, – correlated with aliens whereas soccer players are more like animals well maybe that's who we should send to these planets the nba players make contact well they'd be the highest they could jump the highest so it makes most sense that's true Hmm. interesting uh final news to recap uh guess what is the most listened to podcast in the world right now unfortunately it's not the other football it is a podcast about richard simmons fitness extraordinaire going missing so like it's insane. New business idea. We should get rid of the other football podcast and create a new one called Finding Freddy, and we can just try to find where Freddie Adu went. Because as far as I'm Ooh. concerned, I have Ooh. better idea of where Richard Simmons is than where Freddie Adu is right now. Yeah. Well, if anybody listening has not checked out that podcast, do it because it's literally the most fascinating I've ever. Do they met. just sit there? I've never listened to. It. They just sit there and like go like, "Have you found him today? Do you know where he is?" <laughs> not exactly. I'm not going to spoil anything. But just listen to it. It's wild. But fun and f- also go back and watch some Richard Simmons videos. That dude was the man. Yeah. And fun fact about Freddie Adu, though. Do you know that he's played on 10 different teams in 8 different countries in like the last 7 years? Oh, yeah. Wild. He's like a hot potato. Wild. Because he sucks. But people think he might not suck. But the, the new prodigy, Kristen Pulisic, absolutely killing yeah. it. But we will talk about that probably not even later. We'll do that next episode. Let's talk about soccer now. So first things first, the one thing, thing we missed, which... Big, big texting back and forth between Corey and I when this did happen. And we had a couple tweets come our way about our thoughts because, yes, we do have fans and they do want to know what we think. World Cup rule changes. the Possibly one of the dumbest things that's ever happened since, well, 1998 was the last time they extended World Cup from 24 <laughs> to, but that was like a good extension. From 24 to 32. Right. That just makes sense. That makes 30, sense. 48 sense. is just far too many. So for, for those who don't know, what they've done is they've added 16 new teams to the World Cup. So now what the structure is going to look like is three groups, 16 teams each. The top two from each of those groups, so the top two out of group of three, mm-hmm. makes it to the round of 32 knockout round. And then insert, you know, chaos. The one positive thing I will say, aside from the fact that you've just allowed 16 horrible teams to make the tournament, <laughs> uh, is now we've got a little bit more of like a March Madness feel. Yep. You're one yep. round away. You're like those. You're like the first Thursday, Friday away uh, with a March Madness feel of getting like some serious fun knockout stuff. But I guarantee you, there will never ever be a team that finished thirty. That that was the thirty fifth or or thir- sorry thirty third team or later to enter the World Cup make mm-hmm. it past the round of thirty two ever. Yeah. Even if they get out of the group, they no way they win out of the first. Well, round. it's it's almost no longer even like you, you shouldn't even feel proud to make the World Cup. Because a quarter of the countries in the world make the World Cup now. Aren't there something like 220 countries or something like that? Totally pulling that yeah, out. Yeah, and then ass. within... Well, That's that, me being an ignorant American. Well, I feel, like but, I feel like there's more than 220. But then if you were to narrow it down to like people who have enough Like money, real countries. Quote, unquote, real. I think developed is the PC word you're looking <laughs> for. But it's neither I'll here nor there. Uh, moving to the World Cup qualifications, which is closest to U.S., Corey. What's the deal? Uh, so they got smoked in their first two matches of uh, the Hex qualifying 4-0 to Costa Rica, and then I think they lost like 2-0 to Panama or something like that. It was Regardless, Mex- they lost to Mexico. Was it? Me- oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Regardless, they are uh, 
in sixth place right now, out of six. So that's not good. Yeah, but there's um, only been two games. I know. So but, let's not let's not fall into this whole. Let's not be those guys. No, no, not, I'm not being those guys. I'm just saying, not a great look to start off for qualifying. Um, but they got a little fire under their their butts these days. Those U.S. men. Part of the reason is this whole rash of managers being fired right now. Uh, Klinsman, the German, is one of them. And yep. Bruce Arena is back, baby. Yeah. He's back. He's, do you like Bruce? I don't think no. we've actually talked about this. No, you think he's a horrible coach. Yeah, no, he's not good at all. Hot take from Corey. Uh, listen, yeah. this Klinsman, I'm trying to figure out, Klinsman still hasn't been hired anywhere to coach, right? No, I think he's still out there still in limbo free, somewhere. Still free agency. The coaching free agency. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by Klinsman. I don't know. How, I mean, Bob Bradley's. No, hold on. Got this all backwards. Bruce Arena took Klinsman's spot. He was the only reasonable yeah, so replacement because he's the only guy that has semi-experience that was available who wasn't Fat Sam. Because <laughs> I'm sure that they could have pulled him away from Sunderland or wherever he coaches now. Well, they, they rehired him clearly as a stopgap. Yes. They don't view Bruce Arena as their coach of the future well, by any means. Well, then they better find somebody soon because World Cup qualifications are pretty much this summer. And then the World Cup's next year. Yeah, it's next year. Because last year it was Euro Cup. Yeah, it's next year. So they better yeah. get rid of this stopgap pretty damn quick. Well, yep. I think their plan is to keep him through World Cup qualifying. Yeah, but if you don't make it, That's then the what's plan. the point of getting a new manager to play the actual World Cup or Very to manage true. World Cup? The Very other true. notable firing I want to talk about is Claudio Ranieri. So Ugh. you guys should know this, but if you don't, Ranieri was Leicester City or Leicester City's uh, manager. They won last year, 300,000 million odds to one. They were that team. In case uh, you hadn't heard. This year, they're very, very close to relegation. I actually don't even know where they are exactly. So they were in, like, third to last and in the relegation zone. Yeah, so they now they're won 15th. their last two. Yes. They won their last two, six points, they're boosted fi- them out. Yep, they're five points at a relegation zone. But they fired yep. their manager, and as soon as they did, I think they won the last two, like you just mentioned. Yep. yep. Classic case of the classic case of the change in front office. It happened to Bruins. Bruins fired Claude mm-hmm. Julian after sucking for, like, six weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden, they're on this, like, They've won seven or eight games out of their last ten games. Under, I don't yep. even know, like, some Irish and dude's their the coach. Like, Steve McDaniels or some other Irish dude is now <laughs> coaching them. And they're, like, what are they, third seed now? I don't know how high they've moved up. But, but I feel like this happens all the time. Manager gets peaked. Well, the only time it doesn't happen is if you're Swansea. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, too, too soon. Speaking of Swansea, Lorente. Yeah, he's on a little He's back sp- at it. He's on a little spree. Couldn't have been uh-huh. more wrong with us doing an entire um, – Podcast topic section segment. <laughs> when will Fernando Llorente score? We should actually do when will Fernando Llorente stop scoring. Well, we could start it now. Maybe it was us because when we were on, he was not scoring. He scored like once or like twice once. towards the end of our like two month uh, episodes. But <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll turn it back on. We'll see. We'll have to do it next week, Holds. That's right, baby. We're back next week. Woo! We'll see it. Boom. Um, speaking of back, but not really back, Man U. Uh, they recently, what was that, last week or maybe two weeks ago, the EFL Cup winners, 3-2. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those fake cups that doesn't actually matter. So The EFL was previously the, not the FA Cup, it was previously the, um, I tried to take a note on it, I forget. What they call it, like the Capital One Cup Capital or something One like Cup, that? that's right, that's right. It was the Capital One Cup. So, yeah. congratulations, Jose. You now have one more trophy than everybody else <laughs> so far. Congrats, man. You really deserved it. I think this trophy is really going to stick out on your resume of like three Champions Leagues and four league titles. Um, He'll always remember it. In like six different leagues. 17 EFL Cup. No big deal. 
Uh, <laughs> English Premier League, really, all you missed is Chelsea is perfect. Ugh. If barring any crazy, crazy incidents like Diego Costa going nuts and shooting up his locker room, uh, Chelsea's got it <laughs> in the back. Jesus, even, even Joe, sorry, it's a little bit too much. Uh, Jose Mourinho even came out and pretty much said Chelsea's won, which isn't a very interesting tactic as a manager of a team that's supposed to be that was slated to be one of the favorites to win the Premier League and spent about 700 billion euros to get players to come in. So <laughs> interesting uh, motivational strategy by Jose, but that's who he is. So we really can't be surprised now, can we? Yeah, who knows what goes on that that dude's head. So but, he's, uh, he's coined Chelsea winners. I mean, they're 10 points up. You got Tottenham and who is it, Man City, uh, 10 points yep. behind. Liverpool, not too far behind. And then Arsenal, which we'll talk about later because I don't want to get too mad right now. The other big thing I wanted to point out, Corey, English Premier League, non-really football on the field related uh, topic. Did you know that Sky now lost a court order uh, with the UK uh, government where they have to stop, physically have to stop people, TV, independent TVs and pubs from streaming games? So they have this big issue in England where they like don't want... Like illegal streaming? Yes, illegal streaming. They have this big thing where they only show like two games a week. They have like okay. the morning game, so for us it's like the 7.31. And then they have the game of the day which is for us 12:30 or the the 5:30 game in the UK. Right, right. But all the games when you have that big slate of games at like 10 o'clock, those aren't on TV. Like if you were to go to a pub and be like I want to watch the 10 o'clock Sunderland vs Stoke. Like this happened to you me. Can't. I was with my buddy. We were at the bar when I was living in London. He's like we're like oh like we wanted to check like Liverpool play. Like it was like Swansea and they're like we don't no what are you talking about? I was That's like absurd. I was like what are you talking about? They're like we don't air those games. Like those aren't those aren't nationally televised. So some pubs have like an illegal stream where they could air it. Hmm. Now it's now Sky legally has to stop those streams from going through. Because I'm sure they knew and probably that that honestly blows my mind. Because they're trying to get people to go to games, but you know what? I hate to break it to you, but there's a finite number of seats at stadiums, and there's a finite location for that stadium. So not everybody can a afford the money and b can travel from God knows where to get to North London to pay 75 pounds to sit on top of a light post two miles outside of <laughs> the Emirates. Okay, honest question, because I'm an American and I don't know this kind of stuff. And I don't know if you will, but you spent some time in London. There are seven, so who knows? There are seven continents in the world. That's not my question, Okay, but thank you for clarifying. Yep. Um, so in the U.S., for basically every major sports team, we've got a regional TV channel that will broadcast that regional game. It's like Nesson for the Red Sox. Comcast Sportsnet for the Celtics. Yeah, I don't think they do they have that, have that no. in England? I don't think it's big enough to do that. So it's really if your team is not one of those I'm, couple televised yeah. games for Sky, you're screwed. Yes, I think I think there's a real big monopoly on airing sports in the UK because you can only watch like mind. there's like two BBC Sport channels and then there's like five Sky channels, but without the Sky package, you can't watch it. They have like local news stuff, but you can't you can't get sports by region. But America is also a thousand times bigger than Europe, so it makes sense that I mean there's no. You can't nationally televise Tulane versus Tulsa, you know, unless you're betting on the <clears throat> which. What's the line? <laughs> Just sorry, we're in the middle of March Madness, so I did take yeah, Tulane. All right, they're down it. seven, so they're, it's going to be hopefully backdoor. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's talk about Barcelona's. So back to the original question: bigger, better comeback, Patriots or Barcelona? Oh my goodness, they were both basically the same exact thing. So for those who missed it, Barcelona Champions League comeback. Champions League structure works as follows. You play two legs, one home, one away, uh, on aggregate. So total goals between both games, whoever has most moves on. Away if, goals being the tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. So if you tie, then the team that scored more goals away from home moves on. So what we had was 
situation where Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, was won 4-0 in the first leg against Barcelona. Everybody said RIP and peace, Barcelona. Barcelona comes back home, goes up 2-0, so they cut it in half. So they need two more goals. Yep, just two more to, to tie, second, going extra time, yep, PKs, yeah. Second half comes out, they make it 3-0. Everybody's Getting like, there. uh-oh, this is 60th minute, 3-0, there's a chance. And then the dagger. Edison Cavani scores a beautiful strike, 3-1. Now Barcelona not only has to score two more goals to make it 5-1, to tie on aggregate 5-5, but they need to score a sixth goal because they didn't score any away goals. So insert 89th minute free kick from um, Neymar. Neymar. Then insert insert 90th minute PK. So this is, yeah, in the 88th minute, the score was 3-1. Yes, they needed three more goals. three goals. Three goals, and the game was officially one minute from being over. Insane. Like you said, Neymar, free kick. It was gorgeous. Penalty three minutes later. They still need one more, so obviously they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing. It was like the nine, like literally the last kick of the game. It was like 94th yeah. minute or I think whatever. it would have been the last kick because it was a set piece. Yeah. And I think if that gets cleared or if that's out on Barca, it's one, you know, goal kick. And shame on, shame on PSG for just blowing that game. Really sloppy goaltending. There was an own goal in there, just horrible defending. I think that what PSG did was a bigger choke than the Falcons. I think it was a bigger choke than Tottenham last year when they were second place with, like, they needed to not lose seven of their last games, and they did. I think all (laughs) of those are nothing compared to what PSG just did. Yeah, you have one, one job. Don't to let keep up the ball six out goals. Of the net. Don't let up six goals. That's your only you job. You literally have all ten outfield players standing in the box. Just make a wall in front of the goal. Yeah, it worked for it worked for China, and it might work for Trump. So I don't understand <laughs> why we can't just deploy. Walls. walls are so huge right now. They're in. It's the new thing. <laughs> it's the new thing. Walls. Uh, speaking of walls, I don't know how that relates at all. But the MLS kicked off this weekend. They are back. Um, they've got two expansion teams: Atlanta and Minnesota. Uh, unfortunately not off to a great start. Atlanta lost 2-1, and Minnesota lost 4-0. So uh, they'll get there. They'll get there, you know. But I did hear the crowd in Atlanta was something like the fourth largest um, crowd in, like, U.S. history for anything. For anything or for soccer? For, like, any event. No, it it wasn't even soccer. It was, like, any event. Is this uh, I think they had, like, the Georgia Dome or something. Is this this case of the Indianapolis Colts pumping up? Crowd music into the stadium? It could have been. I don't know. Who's it? Colts and Seahawks did that too, right? Yeah. They love pumping fake music. Bunch but, of cheaters. Know, but, you know, a couple ounces of ball pressure. And they also important. and they also love taking PEDs to Seattle. They do. Shout out. Shout I, out. Uh, I actually follow Minnesota's Twitter handle on, uh, like, their official Twitter handle. And yeah, it yeah. showed right after, like, one of the Barcelona highlights. And they are like, goal, goal of the century. And it was like a guy got the ball to the top of the box, turned and, like, hit a half well-struck ball to the bottom <laughs> corner. Meanwhile, it was... Yeah, um, but MLS, that is, that's like the goal of the year. Meanwhile, MLS. it was Neymar's free kick like right underneath it, and I was just like, oh, God. No, I think those are comparable. It's one of those... Pan- I had a mini panic. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What are we doing? But, hey, you do you, MLS. You keep trying. It's back there. Uh, I heard uh, goal would be a top-five league in the world. <laughs> yeah, I laughed, too, when my buddy said that. But, hey, you never know. You never it, it's know. definitely... I'll give it this. It's definitely the best league... Within the, the North American continent of the United States. <laughs> for sure. I, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I'd say that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, Phil, I hate to do this to you. It's, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. You referenced it earlier. 
Arsenal. Poor, poor Arsenal. Ask me. I know exactly what you're about to ask me. Do it. Just get it over with. Okay. What if if you're a returning listener, you'll uh, you'll remember this segment. If not, this is one of our favorite segments. It is should he stay or should he go now? Special Arsenal edition, just for Phil. Wait, before you continue, if you're also a recurring listener, you also remember that I said Arsenal is going to win the league this year with profound confidence. Go ahead. Yep. That's on you. I said no such thing. Um, Anyway, a lot of crap going on over here at Arsenal. I'm going to give you three names. Okay? You have to pick two to go. I'm not saying... Two that I would go or two that I think will go? Either one. I want both. If you think they'll go or if you want them to go. Okay? Here are the three names. Fenger. Alexi. Mesut Ozil. Okay. Go. So, I knew this was coming. I'll start with Wenger. Will he go? Absolutely. I just don't... I don't know how he can stay. He had a very, very simple task. You continuously finish in second... And you are, and you continuously get knocked down around the sixteen Champions League. Mm-hmm. He could have done that. I hate to say it, he could have done that for another five years. Everybody gets mad. Like this is the year we want. We want medals. We want everything. No, it, honestly, they've been saying that for years. He would have stayed. He would have gotten. You know, he could spend the money when he wants to. What about another big name in the summer, preferably a center midfielder? And he would have stayed. And this would have been on and on for five years. But the fact that yep. what really was a turning point for me when I was listening to another Arsenal podcast, you had two weeks to prepare for the Liverpool game. Mm-hmm. It is a must-win game. You've got Champions League immediately right after that where, yeah, sure, you, you lost 5-1. to one. You know, I get that. But it's a chance for you to at least come out with a, a solid win against Liverpool and then show that you can hold your own, you know, a 2 nothing win against Bayern, 2-1, to one, maybe even a draw. Like, so be it. Whatever. You're out. <laughs> but that's what Arsenal does. Like, focus on domestic league. Like, you're still not out technically. Sure. And they showed up and just looked horrible. And the big comment, too, which is what the podcast pointed out, was, you know, Bellerin after the game was kind of like, you know, we weren't really f- ready. Like, we weren't fired up for this. And it's like, are you kidding me? This no, is the yes. only thing that – and Wenger knew his job was on the line. The players know that this is the most important thing. They've been getting a ton of shit, especially Alexis and Ozil. They're all – Question, was, this, was that the match that he sat Alexis for the first Yes, because, because of the training ground row, which nobody really knows what happened. But apparently they got into a huge yep. fight at, in training. And so – and then – but Wenger pussied out because – he benched him for the first half and then was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, if this was a must-win game for me, I need to keep my job. I should probably play my best player. Maybe, you know, Alexis isn't well, perfect. Well, that happens all the time. He's not perfect, but, you know, it's, it's like for well, me. he's your best player. It's like, a, it's like a game five in the first round of the playoffs, and the Cavaliers, like, LeBron got, like, mad at practice and, like, spit on Kevin Love's face. So they benched him for a half. And they're like, actually, wait a minute. We need to win this game because we lose if we're out. <laughs> right after the tip-off, call timeout, sub him back It's in. just it's just big pussification for Vanger. I think he's a good coach. He's a great manager. I think he'll do fine, you know, if not well, wherever he goes. But I think it's just time for a change. So, Vanger, I, I so. want him out, and I think he should be out. Okay, Alexis and Ozil, I really, really hope they stay. Because if they leave, Arsenal is so fragile. They're built on this Vanger glass foundation that he's put together. Where you have all these players who are so fragile, they're so injury prone, they're so unique (laughs) skill sets that they can't play multiple positions. They're not tough. They're not, you know, they're not. They're not going to show up and kind of show emotion, except for Jaka. But he has no idea what he's doing. He just runs around like a madman. So (laughs) if these guys leave, 
this is just like rebuilding for us Arsenal fans. So I really hope they stay and they have maybe there's like an agreement that they get some say or get to meet the manager sure, who's coming sure. in, who I have no idea who they're going to bring in. But, um, you know, the talent's there. Uh, you know, I think a few key moves away, center midfielder to you know, potentially make a run next year. So I, I want them to stay. Now, will they stay? Probably not. Um, I think mm. Alexis will get paid bank to oh. go somewhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know where. Um, unless, unless they can get the Vanger thing sorted out quick. To be like, and it depends on management. So Stan Cranky, whatever his name is, if he wants Sanchez to stay, he needs to have a conversation and be like, listen, we're going to get Manger out. Obviously, you guys don't get along. We want you to stay. But if he doesn't have that conversation, which I don't think he will, because he's mm. always hashtag Team Banger, then I think Alexis is out. And Ozil, depends if he's his own man. So I can see Ozil pussing out and be like, well, if he's out, I'm out. It's like, yep. well, 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 if he can't play, I can't play. <laughs> That's kind so. of how I see it with Ozil, too. I think. Yeah, we'll see. I think Sanchez is gone, no matter what happens with Wenger. I think I think he's gone for sure, um, and I, I think Ozil not. is is tied to Wenger. I think if Wenger stays, Ozil will want to stay. You think so? If he doesn't, I think he has no problem leaving. Yeah, I mean, you could see it. Like their last um, their last game, Alexis was really frustrated with the team. He was always like jumping up and down and, and throwing like his hands, arms around whenever no, the team wasn't pressuring together and all that stuff. So you could just tell. He's kind of in his own little one-man show thing, and maybe it's time for him to leave. I don't know. I just can't picture a team that has no striker to lose the only half-striker they have. So maybe, but who knows? You, you freeze up a lot of money. They're going to get a lot in a transfer fee form, so maybe they can hit the market and uh, bring somebody in. So, Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, other noticeable things that happened. Uh, I was listening to Men and Blazers. Shout out to them um, for all of the dual listeners. <laughs> they interviewed Tottenham, who I cannot stand, but I actually found the interviews that they had with some of the players and, and, the, and the people in the organization fantastic. Particularly one thing that stuck out was Mauricio Pochettino um, apparently makes his players shake hands before every practice. Why? Great question. Because touching people is important to him. It's true. It's true. So they hmm. say. I'm just going to leave that one out there. Yeah. Well, so why don't you uh, think about it, take it home, sleep on it. Let me know what you think. Tweet us at TOF. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Question, Tweet us though. at The Other Footy. Uh, it's at The Other Footy. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. But um, hot take, Mauricio Pochettino loves touching people. Loves it. Speaking of touching people. And he loves his youth organization. So let's just not going to put two and youth. two together. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it, it, I know all of our listeners probably caught this. But in case you missed it, the uh, – the She Believes Cup she, was this past week. She believes. She <laughs> believes that they will win. She believes that they will win. I had no uh, yeah, idea what this was. Champ. I had no idea what this was. Yeah, so apparently it's it's some like invitational tournament that only four women's teams get invited to. Is it in this the, year? Is it in the US? Yeah, this is only year two of this. Oh, so cup. it's US trying yeah. to it's like the UK. It US, <laughs> France, who won it, um, Germany and England. I don't really care about the result. My question is, have you ever heard of a worse name for a tournament or anything ever? It's 2017. The We're mar- trying to, the marketing you know, equality, th- gender equality, all this. And you call it the She Believes Cup. So I have three things about this. One, what is the U.S. trying to do to invent its own tournament that nobody gives a shit about? It's like the U.S. Oh, also, this was my favorite thing about the tournament. Sorry to cut you off. There's no knockout stages. 
You just play a round robin, and whoever has the most points, that's the winner of the tournament. Oh, it's like a U10 indoor soccer tournament. Nice. Yeah, pretty much. Great. I think it's held at the uh, the wide world of sports. No, what was it called? What were those old uh, arenas when we were kids that you would play indoor soccer? soccer we played like soccer, et cetera, and like, I don't know, a bunch of random names. We used to play yeah, like it was f- like Workout World had like an indoor arena. It's, it's one of those. They play one of those, I'm sure. Um, but back to what I was saying is that the U.S. is trying to make something out of nothing. It's like UConn coining that rivalry with Central Florida football, like making the yeah. trophy out of cardboard <laughs> and toilet paper rolls and just like putting it in front of the other team like this is what we're playing for. That's what the U.S. <laughs> is doing to the world with this stupid women's soccer thing. The other point I want to make is do you think this is coincidentally, I mean, just throwing this out there, I mean, it was Women's International Day earlier this week. So, Ooh. hmm. Hmm. I mean, chance? Makes you maybe? think. Makes you think. I think it's just coincidence, right? Must be. Do you know when this was played last year? Not a clue. <laughs> you think I paid attention to it last year? Yes. I mean, it's like the hottest thing My in town. My answer would be no. Sorry. All right. Well, I believe. Sexist, maybe man. maybe you don't, but I believe. <laughs> I believe, believe that she, she believes. believes. Yeah, that they will win for sure. They all believe. Everyone believes. Everyone believes. We're a bunch of believers. Ooh. But yeah. actually believers, not believers. Right. Right. Love yourself. Love yourself. Um, cold or what? <laughs> Speaking of cold water, Chabi Alonzo, the great Chabi Alonzo, goodbye, my sweet prince. He, he announced re- he's retiring at the end of this season. Absolute goat. He's one of those guys when you grow up and you watch Barcelona and he's the only player you remember. Like, you don't remember at a time when he wasn't playing. No. I mean, I, my best memories of him are the earlier years with Liverpool, only because, and I've mentioned on the pod many times, when I first started playing FIFA games, before I even knew anything about soccer, I was playing FIFA. And I played it as Liverpool, and he would just run train in the midfield. Yeah, because he's a beast. And it was great. Beast. Him, Stevie G, and Fernando Torres. He's an absolute beast. He is. And so. he's also one of those guys that, Interesting time to retire, though. I, yeah. Well, you don't want to don't want to come crashing down. Maybe we'll see him in the MLS next year. Maybe he'll decide, uh, you know what, I'd like to get $20 million next year from the L.A. Galaxy. I saw somebody try to make a joke that was like, oh, everyone gives MLS shit for being dominated by a bunch of 36-year-old men. Hashtag Manchester United. And I got so frustrated and mad at that <laughs> ignorance of that person. You think you really think Zlatan Ibrahimovic? First of all, he's not 36. Is running the Premier League for the team that's ranked sixth yeah. and is completely out of all competitions. I don't even think they're in the Europa League spot. Nope, they're right now and they're in sixth. So, like, let's settle down here. That random person that I don't forget who it was on Twitter. <laughs> you got me straight to the heart. Phil, don't get so worked up. I'm not we that already got up. past the Arsenal part. I know. That, maybe that's why I was Calm such down. a much better move before. Calm down. Um, I think that almost wraps it up, right? Almost wraps it up. I did want to give one shout-out uh, from Champions League watching uh, Dortmund. They were down uh, to Benfica. One goal to nil. I think Benfica won one nil at home. Yeah, the first, first was the first leg, yeah. Yep, so second leg in Dortmund. Um you know, it, it's a very American thing to get really excited about your prospects before anything actually pans out. See uh, Freddie Adu. Oh, or like guarantee people millions of dollars before even taking a snap in the NFL. Stuff oh, like, yeah, stuff like, like that. that. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Pretty American. Mm. Um, 
one guy that's not going to happen to, and I feel very confident saying that, is Christian Pulisic. The kid was starting for Dortmund in this, you know, need to score, need to win. I mean, you don't need to win. I guess you could draw, go to PKs, whatnot. But he's out there starting. What does he do? Oh, he just comes up with their second goal. They ended up winning 4-0, I think, to win an aggregate 4-1. Yeah. But his second goal, oh, it was a thing of beauty. He's just he's, He signed like a two- to three-year extension with Dortmund for, I think it was like something around $3 million. I don't know if it was total or, or a year. Likely Good. be total. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's the real deal. And you want to know why? Because he didn't play for the Washington, D.C. Capitol Rapids. Which, I love that team. Which is what Freddie Adu did. So he recognized where he needs to be in terms of development, and he's going to yep. play there. And he's only 18. He just turned 18. So yeah. can play three more years there, get signed somewhere in the Premier League. You know, he's going to have an opportunity. So this, he's, everyone's living vicariously through Christian Pulisic. Yeah. And, I, and very much so. I've heard him in multiple interviews. He's a very grounded young man. And, uh, I mean, the, I really think the sky's the limit. Just watching him, you, you don't even realize he, like you said, is 18 years old. He's, he's just so he's calm. A, he's a proper lad. He's a proper lad. Um, so just want to give a shout-out to him and to Dortmund. They're just a fun team to watch. So, um, I think that might be it feels for good. this return it episode. It feels really good to be back, Corey. feels really good. Feels I haven't talked this much in ages. Well, that's because that's what you get for having a girlfriend. Wink. Oh, wow. Too soon? That hurts. I don't think she listens to this, so I think we're okay. <laughs> or she probably tries to and then just doesn't make it to the end. But speaking of the girlfriend, one last shout-out before we go. Um, part of my trip I went on in October was to England. Well, to she's well, she's British, family. right? So she should love soccer. She is British. Um, I don't know about the should love soccer part. Maybe she should, but she doesn't. Um, but somebody that does... Uh, her uncle, Gaz, her aunt, Margo, their two boys, Hugh and Fred, Woo! and her grandma, who I get the, I had the lovely privilege to meet, Meanie. Shout out to you five. Uh, they live in Brighton, so they support none other than. Brighton in the UK, where the beaches are as rocky as Arsene Wenger's dreams. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. Mm. Good way to put it. That just totally ruined the beaches for me, Phil. Well, have you ever been to the Brighton Beach? It like you can't. You have to wear like lots of win, rocks. You have to wear winter boots to go step out to the water. Lots of rocks. Very rocky. beautiful though. Very Brighton rocky. is beautiful. I it, will give it that. It is beautiful. It was just they're the only accessible beaches within seventy miles of London, but it's freezing <laughs> water where you can't swim because I think you'll die from hypothermia, and it's super rocky. So possibly everybody go visit. Well, now Brighton. that we gave glowing <laughs> reviews about Brighton, no, Brighton is great. It's it's awesome. I was there a couple of times when I was living out there. It is a fantastic. Uh, fantastic place to uh, get away with the family, one, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, but so I, I would say I would give a shout out to uh, to Brighton, the city, and also to Brighton and Hove Albion, their favorite football team. That's right. We do this um, for you guys. We, we do it for you guys, for fans like this. I told them I'd give them a little update, give them a little shout out in the pod. Um, if anybody hasn't heard of what happened to Brighton last year, go look it up. A very unfortunate series of events um last year they finished third in the championship the way the championship works is the top two teams automatically move up to the premier league teams three through six have to do a playoff winner of that playoff moves up last year it was hull so brighton finished tied in second for with uh on points with middlesbrough 
but they lost in goal differential by two points. That was it. That's or two goals, excuse me. Heartbreaking. Um, they played Middlesbrough the last game of the season. So had they just won that, they would have gone up to the Premier League. But anyway, so they miss out third place by two goals. Uh, they lost to Sheffield Wednesday. Great uh, name. I mean, obviously. I mean, you're you're going to lose. When you're going up against Sheffield Wednesday, you're going to lose. You can't win them all, especially against the playoff. Owls. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, they lost to them. Hull ended up winning that. But right now, uh, they're in second place in the championship. Three points behind Newcastle. Uh, six clear of third place Huddersfield Town, which is a great, great name. Great name. Gotta watch out for the Huddersfield. Um, I so, really, really don't want Newcastle to be back in the Premier League. I know. It sucks. Life is so much better without them. <laughs> it sucks that they're going to be but heading we, back. But we want Brighton. We want Brighton. So we're really pulling for Brighton to finish second. We don't want to see them drop back into that having to win a playoff because that just sucks um you know what i also found crazy was how long the championship season is is it longer than the premier league yes because there are 24 teams in the championship so just like the premier league they play every team twice so that's what 23 times 2 46 matches yeah what's the premier league 38 no well 38 matches yeah there's 20 teams so yeah 20 teams 38 matches very so they still have a long way to go. I think they still have at least like 10 to 12 more. Well, matches, that's the thing so. is we were able to take a six-month international break, and we're still kind of in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah, Premier League still has like 10, 11 games to go. All right. Well, guys, Match days. that I think wraps it up. So from one Brighton to another brightening your days, have a phenomenal <laughs> Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We Stay tuned. All the big games come up this weekend, all of them. Just watch them all. Even if you didn't, that's fine because we'll tell you what happened next Friday. Um, guys, we missed you. We missed you, but uh, we're back. I missed so much about the things that you guys choose to be. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Like Phil said, we missed you. Tweet at us, the other footy. Get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back next week. Chaps and chapettes. Goodbye. Goodbye.